Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, a podcast exploring reproductive technology and life-changing stories. Here are your hosts, Jennifer White and Ellen Trackman. Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, uh, where we explore all things assisted reproductive technology. And even this one is a is a new one for us. So it's really yeah. fun to share where we get to talk about art. And who who are you, though? Tell me who you are. Oh, I didn't say who I was. Uh, no. Oh, man. Okay. I'm Ellen Trackman, and I'm here what? with... Jennifer White. You are. <laughs> Jennifer White, good. Which yes. uh, did I'll just those out there that it's so confusing. There are a lot of Jennifer Whites in my life now that yes. I always complain that there's a teacher at the kids' school named Jennifer White, and now there's like a receptionist at our office named Jennifer White. It's like, oh no, who is it, Jennifer, Jennifer White? Was is the most common first name for ten years running in the United States. So um, I can tell you within pretty good accuracy how old somebody is if their name is Jennifer. Um, <laughs> wow. Do you, um, do you come across Jennifer White's in your life? Not as often. Not somebody with the exact same name. So not, no, I don't think I have really. I mean, I know you Let's pointed out the, the other one at your, at, your, at your office, but no, yeah. not yet. I'm sure it'll Ryan. happen. I, I definitely oh. run into my husband's name a few times. Oh, lots of Ryan White. Yeah. Did I just share his name? Is that cool? Yeah, that's all right. I was like, and also like the, well, and like when we were first married, we were going somewhere and I was like, why do you have a foundation in your name? Oh. (laughs) Because of course the Ryan White Foundation. And I'm like, oh no, that was really a bad, stupid question. Why did I ask that? You know? (laughs) Well, you have your look, so probably he went for that. I know, right? I can get by on that. I'm good. (laughs) So one question I did want to ask because of this uh, amazing guest we have and what she's doing. Do you have any artwork in your life that's particularly meaningful to you? I try to surround myself with things that tend to have a meaning. So I I mean, even just like looking around my office, it's not art, but I have one of those like things on Etsy where you can fill in like names and things like that for like dates. And I have, I actually have two of them. I have one that I keep like family birthdays on. And then I have Mm -hmm. one, like all the babies that we've had born um, through our surrogacy agency, I keep their names on there too. So I can Mm -hmm. see and watch them grow over time. Um, and I have actually, there's a really incredible piece of art that one of our surrogates, um, the parents commissioned when their baby was born and it's two mm-hmm. elephants and a baby elephant. Yeah. And I have like a version of that cause it makes me think of them and their journey mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. And when we go places, we tend to, you know, buy things that are meaningful. Like I'm looking at something from Paris that I bought from a street vendor there as I'm looking around my office. And like, I have artwork from when Ryan went to, when he was in Afghanistan, he brought back and like we, lots of really meaningful things to me. So I I like to surround myself with meaningful art. What about you? Uh, my office is mostly kids art. Which is also super meaningful. Uh, They actually made several walls of pure art for me, which I love and is, um, adorable and beautiful. And they did cover my full office at one point. And then I moved some of it from like right behind my zoom background and they got really (laughs) mad at me for it. Like what? We want to cover your whole office, which, um, that's fair. They, their art should take priority, but I 
currently do not have it right behind my Zoom now. Oh, <laughs> all right. But, well. okay, so speaking of amazing art, um, we found this incredible woman and artist, Roxy Jenkins, who tells about tells us about her own story, her own struggles with infertility, and how she turned that into something absolutely beautiful of making embryos into artwork, and how that's become so meaningful for so many people. Welcome, Roxy Jenkins from Dear Coco Designs. Um, Roxy, thank you so much for joining us. We so love finding out about you and finding how you've taken your story, your struggles, and used it with art and helping others. So we're excited for you to tell that story and to share how you do help others. Um, let's, let's go further back. I was going to say, <laughs> you're in the present right now. Let's go past. <laughs> Great. Where should we start? Roxy, tell us about yourself. Where are you? Okay. How did this all begin? So I am located in the St. Louis area. Um, my husband and I have been married since 2010. So if I do the math right, uh, we're coming up on 12 years. <laughs> um, I don't teach math, so I'm, I'm not a pro <laughs> Um So yeah, so for after the first year of marriage, we decided to start trying to have a kid. Um, it was not working out whatsoever. Um, after a few visits with my then OBGYN, um, I knew nothing was going to go anywhere. Nothing was going to happen for us. Um, because the, they told, they told you some OBGYN no, you this, knew there was something wrong. This one was, I knew something was wrong and she was not proactive whatsoever. Instead it was, um, let's wait three months. And if you don't have a period, come back and see me. Well, mm -hmm. if I don't have a period naturally, like, why would I wait three months when I know it's not going to happen? So right. um, at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm switching. We need a different OBGYN. We need somebody more proactive. So I found one um, actually closer than this one was. Yeah. And he was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, the very first visit, he did an insurance check. Um, he's like, wow, you even have IVF coverage with this insurance. Wow. And we wow. I know. We both just kind of looked at each other and laughed like, I won't need that. Don't worry. We're not going there. <laughs> Little did I know, four years later, we would be doing a whole bunch of rounds of IVF. Oh, yeah. um, and then we finally got our daughter after three fresh rounds. So that's wow. where it started. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to get more detailed than that? Or no, no, no. no I mean that's an, okay. a, a, that's incredible and a difficult journey. So, so was your I, I'm asking very intrusive questions because yay, I get to do that. No, I mean, was your your pregnancy happy, healthy, everything you wanted? It was just that you just couldn't get pregnant. Um, so I have PCOS, so anovulatory okay. cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to force ovulation on Clomid and Femara, which we had done a number of those cycles. Um, we also did two of them with a trigger shot and then an IUI after, um, unfortunately none of that worked. So after that, it's like, well, my insurance requires three IUIs before I move on. Let's mm -hmm. just see if they let me move on. Sure enough, mm -hmm. they let us do IVF. So yeah. Um, and back up to the whole insurance and IVF thing, I'm lucky enough to live in Illinois where we have the fertility mandate um, that says insurance companies have to offer um, up to four retrievals per lifetime. After a live birth, you get two additional retrievals. So that's great. It's insane that 
this stuff can be covered and insurance do choose, you know, to offer the coverage option for IVF, but so many of them don't. Right. It's just dependent upon where you live. It, exactly. It depends on where you live, what state you work in, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So we were one of those lucky few. We had insurance through my husband. Um, and that was what led us through three rounds of IVF. We had three retrievals back to back. Um, our daughter was the product of the third. After the second retrieval and transfer, we ended up with twins. Um, but we miscarried at seven and a half weeks. Oh. So back to your question about was our pregnancy easy? How was it? It was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think absolutely. going through that twin miscarriage gave me so much anxiety of loss that I don't know that I enjoyed much of her pregnancy because I was so scared that it was going to end the next day, the minute after I enjoyed it. So that to me was like, I don't know. I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer about it, (laughs) but I just, I lived in like terror every other day. I was happy one day, terrified the next, happy, terrified, just a constant cycle. Um, But she arrived at 37 and a half weeks. Um, she was healthy minus staying under the lights for an extra night because of jaundice, um, which that even terrified me too, because I'm like, my baby that's finally here is still staying in the hospital. I don't want this. But, uh, they put those weird little glasses on him too. And they're like, the little "Ah, goggles. She looked like a little space alien. (laughs) But but she had a nice tan at birth. Like I was kind of jealous of her tan. Right. (laughs) So, but yeah, then, I mean, after that, she's been perfectly fine. We had, um, we had a little bout of feeding issues with like lip tie, tongue tie, but we had that dealt with and, um, she's perfectly healthy. We have no, nothing wrong, which is amazing. That that is amazing. That is amazing. You were, so you're a teacher. Were you Mm -hmm. always an artist as well? No. So I teach high school Spanish, <laughs> which oh, well then. teaching a language and then art on top of that, that's like, uh, they don't really mix. I'm not formally Ooh. trained in art whatsoever. Um, my mom, however, has an art degree from college. So growing up, she was always pushing me to be creative and, yeah. you know, use your brain to come up with something on your own kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so she was, you know, the strong push behind me liking art and then I just took it to the next level after our daughter was born with her embryo painting so and where did you get the idea like what inspired you to to do that first painting um I had her embryo picture with me at all times when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. superstition like if I left it at home something was happening (laughs) so she always went with me in my purse in my wallet whatever you know I changed to for that day the embryo picture came along as well um at every embryo transfer depending on your doctor but most doctors um will give you the embryo photo of you know, the babe that they're transferring, which Mm -hmm. is your baby's first picture at five days Mm -hmm. old in a dish. Like you cannot have that early of a picture without doing IVF. And it's amazing. So in keeping that with me at all times, um, I got some inspo from online on Pinterest. I'm like, why don't I add color to this gray and white photo? Like it's so blah, but yet it's so special to us. Like this Mm -hmm. thing did not leave my side for nine months. Um, so I painted it and I'm like, this 
didn't turn out too bad. I kind of like this. Um, I have a few friends who went through IVF around the same time that we did. I ended up asking for their embryos, painted them, and I'm like, okay, this really isn't all that bad. I'm not that bad of a painter. So, you know, let me... beautiful. Uh, Absolutely. And we'll, we'll post thanks. for listeners for who want to check it out. We'll post pictures. You can see these beautiful watercolors, right? Yes. So all watercolor paintings. pictures of embryos. Yep. Um, and I decided then to, after I was, you know, done with friends, the friends were happy with the paintings. They're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen something so cool. Yeah. Like, well... I'm not really open with our fertility journey yet, but let me post on um, a St. Louis crafting page on Facebook and see if there's any interest. That post blew up. (laughs) Wow. And I'm like, okay, people really want this. Like, maybe I should start offering more. So it just blew up from there. And I can't believe how many paintings I have done. (laughs) It's wild. And you take requests, right, that people can request certain color palettes, Yes, definitely. So it's all, you know, whoever orders, it's all whatever color they want. So if it's a girl and you want pink, I'll paint it pinks. If you want a little gold splatter over the top, I'll do some gold. Um, If you want rainbow because you don't know the gender or because this is your rainbow baby, I've got a certain number of eight colors that I use for rainbow. If you want to take one away or switch one out, I can do that. So, And the feedback you've gotten, what have people told you of what this means to them? Um, well, I'm 100% five-star rating on Etsy. <laughs> I will throw that out there. Um, but, like, I know for myself how special this painting was for me when I first did this of our daughter. Um And it's the exact same for everybody else, you know, whether they're ordering because this was the only picture and they miscarried their babe and this is all they have left of them, or if their baby finally made it earthside, or, you know, if a friend is caring for a friend and they want to gift this to either their surrogate or to their friend. um, It's just so amazing how many different stories I hear and I have yet to have a disappointed customer. Because these are so unique to your own situation, your own story, you can't get anything else like it. There's nothing more personable. I I had not actually thought about (laughs) gifting it to a surrogate. I think that's Mm -hmm. a fantastic and incredible idea. The one, I've had one story where, and only one repeat embryo. This is my story about that. So um, I've painted over a thousand embryos, which is crazy to me to even think about. Um. I had one order come through who was a surrogate. She wanted to gift it to her IPs, her intended parents. Um, Within a week, I got an order from someone who wanted to gift the embryo painting to their surrogate. The same exact picture. Wow. And I'm like. And you recognized it. Yes, I recognized it. But this was way, way back at the beginning, and I hadn't painted too many of them. I don't know that I'd be able to pick that out now, <laughs> to be honest. But um, I had to, like, slyly message both of them and, like, 
just making sure this is a gift for your surrogate. Just making sure this is a gift for your IPs and that you aren't keeping it for yourself. Don't ask questions. Just, <laughs> just answer that question. And uh, then they both ended up messaging me. That's so wild that we got one of your paintings from our surrogate and we gifted one to her. Like That's so sweet. It's crazy. It was so su- It was such a cool connection to make. I love that. And did they choose different styles or different colors? The colors were a little different. The sizes Mm -hmm. were the exact same. Um, I was just happy that one was not going to keep, you know, for themselves once they got it and then not gift it. Because I don't want them to end up with two. So I'm like, I just want to make sure you're sending it as a gift. (laughs) So... That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, so I have to admit something sad that I tried to go on to your Etsy page and mm-hmm. order pictures for a friend and mm-hmm. it wouldn't let me. So tell us, tell everyone the story of how it works when they want to order. Okay. So I open up orders on the first of every month. Um, I'm, I, I'm marking my calendar right now. Um, is that 8 a.m.? Um, it is usually, <laughs> so it's usually 9.30 a.m. Central. Uh, so the exact time now. That's the exact time. I'll post with that last week. Um, coming up to the new month, I'll post, you know, a handful of times, the exact time it's coming out. If it's on the weekend, I might post it earlier. Um, so this painting side hustle is what I originally termed it, um, has become a full-time job, which is so freaking awesome. I never expected me painting our daughter's embryo would turn into this. I thought it would just be a few orders here and there. It's 70 plus orders a month right now. And like I had already mentioned, I'm a full-time teacher. I also have a daughter. I also have a husband. And we also have a very messy house that's getting neglected. <laughs> so I can't, I can't keep neglecting the things that I love and keep up with a second full-time job, um, which it's awesome. I don't, I want to, I want to offer the perfect amount of time to every single thing, including all of these paintings, because they're so special to people. Um, So on the first of each month, I open up around 25 to 30 painting orders. Um, I will say this last month when I opened up, I had like over 60 people on the wait list. And all 25 of those paintings sold out within 30 minutes. So if you want to get on that list, you'll get an email immediately from Etsy right when I post the quantities back in stock. Um, But a lot of people are like, I'm sitting on my computer ready to add this to my cart and it's not letting me. Well, because it's not updated yet. Give me one minute and then it'll be there. Um, And it was just a whole bunch of notifications after notification after notification. Um, And then they were sold out within a half hour, which totally blows me away. Yeah. Well, they're beautiful and so Thank meaningful. You. So I, I get that. Um, any plans to expand to uh, maybe the summer there'll be more availability? In the summer, out? yes. Yes. Since school is out, um, we actually go till the end of May this year because of all kinds of snow days. Um, but once school is out in June, I will probably be doubling that. So maybe around 50 orders. Um towards the end of the month, if I have an easier month and get everything out, I'll open some stuff up during like the last week or so. Um, and if you're on the wait list on Etsy, 
it will tell you right away, like I said. But if you get that notification that it opened up again, Etsy loves to make things a little difficult. <laughs> and if you miss out on that, then you have to re-sign up for the waitlist. Um, also, the waitlist link, depending on what platform you use it on or open it up on, may not work. So if it's not working on your phone, I swear I love Etsy. <laughs> if it's not working on your phone, um, try it on desktop, try it on iPad. And it would come up. Yeah. So okay, Technology people know that the insider tricks to, yes. <laughs> to get on the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just love. I think the pictures are so beautiful. I love how people are gifting them to themselves, to each other. Mm-hmm. What has this meant for you? Has this been a form of healing from everything you've been through? What? How is it? How is how, it affected yourself and your family? This this is my own form of infertility therapy. So. Um, way back when with our daughter, <coughs> excuse me, um, I had an Instagram where it was my um, TTC account, my trying to conceive account. Um, I did not tell friends about it. I did not tell family about it. Instead, I found people to follow who are going through the same thing as me. Yeah. Um, same thing as my husband, because it's not a you problem. It's not a me problem. It's an us problem together. Um, so I needed to find accounts who had, you know, been through the steps that we were taking or who were going through it at the same time to find support. Um, I had one friend who I knew who was out with her story, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could rely on her once we eventually, became friends. She was actually friends with another friend who was out with her story as well. Um, and then we all just kind of talked together about, you know, where we're at, what we do. And then it was that TTC account on Instagram that I really learned a lot more about, you know, what I should be asking my doctor, where I should go from here, what my next steps are. Um, and then after we had our daughter, I'm like, you know, I really don't want anybody else to feel this way. So why don't I start sharing our story? Um, so I feel like in painting, I've shared a lot more of what we've gone through and the people who are sending me their embryos are sharing a lot of personal information as well. Um, so I'm here to listen to, you know, anybody's stories. If you come to me and you want, you know, a very sad quote written on your embryo painting, I 100% get that. You know, we've lost so many embryos over this time. We've had a number of miscarriages that I totally understand if you want this to be, you know, that kind of a remembrance of your baby. I get it. Um, If this is your rainbow baby and you want to celebrate it and you want it super bright rainbows on a huge painting, Mm -hmm. you know, I 100% understand that as well because we finally have our rainbow. So in hearing everybody else's stories, it has made me feel less alone. Um, I can connect with almost every single painting I do because we have been in all of those different positions throughout this journey. I love that. What's, uh, what's the largest embryo you painted? The largest I've done is 22 by 30 which is like wow. poster board size. <laughs> and I actually just got another order for one of those too. So <laughs> I've got another one of those coming up. Um, I painted also our daughter on the 22 by 30 along with at that time, how many embryos we had lost, which was a really special painting for me. Oh, wow. um, 
So yeah, that's the biggest I can get in watercolor paper. And I've done a handful of them. <laughs> can I ask how many have you lost? Um, where do I start? Oh. <laughs> so I know it's, it's been a number. We're actually trying for a second kid and it's not going as we had originally thought. So, oh, so that picture is being added to it. Oh like. yeah. Yep. Um, so we lost twins before our daughter. Mm-hmm. So that was too after our daughter and trying for the second kid, actually right about now, two years ago, um, we lost another. Yeah. After that, we lost one at, mm, I want to say six or seven weeks. Um, the baby stopped growing. Its mm-hmm. yolk sac was bigger than the baby itself, which means it needed a lot more support than originally planned. Um, so we did a DNC and tested and that baby had trisomy 15 mm-hmm. and it would not have lived past 90 days in utero. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was loss number four. After that, we had a retrieval because we're like, eh, we just lost three embryos in this cycle. One didn't stick. We lost two others. Maybe something's up with that batch. So mm-hmm. we retrieved again um transferred had an ectopic i have never ever been in so much pain like even our daughter's vaginal birth was not was better than an ectopic pain it's absolutely insane um and that also screws with your mind a lot so with that ectopic Mm -hmm. i lost a tube um we decided to go through a whole bunch of uterine testing um And then from there, we got some answers, solved a bunch of problems, and then transferred again, lost again. So we're up to six embryos that have stuck that have either miscarried or turned ectopic. So we don't know what's going on. Um, Just found out, though, that I may have endometriosis. (laughs) So that could be our next answer with all of this. So hopefully we're narrowing things down and... You know, we have one tested embryo left on ice. If that doesn't work, we always have the option of retrieval working in mm. Illinois. So, right. It's been and a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a lot. And it's, and you're, you're right that all these different stories, it sounds like you can relate so much to so mm-hmm. many of them that, yes, you've been through that too. Unfortunately, but yes. Unfortunately, exactly. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's not, this is not something I would wor- wish on my worst enemy. It's, mm-hmm absolutely insane but I the thing that keeps me going is because we have our daughter I know it can work I know we can get there so let's just get there (laughs) well thank you for making people feel less alone for being willing to be out there and share your story and for the art that you're now making of it that I think is so beautiful and meaningful and I'm excited uh, to try to order <laughs> when I can to be on the wait list. <laughs> right. And I imagine others will will be excited to see this as an option and love the idea and how beautiful your your paintings are and to be able to thank you so much um, share those as well. So thank you for coming on and sharing all of this. Thanks, I appreciate it.
Thank you, Roxy, for joining us and sharing your story. And I will note, Roxy even took out from her vacation to join us and made yes. recording from a, from her car. <laughs> so we, I know she was incredible. That. We really but, do appreciate it. Um, we definitely recommend that you go and check out her beautiful art on Dear Coco at Etsy uh, and support all that she's doing to to help others recognize beautiful embryos. Yes. And also a, a huge thank you to her for being willing to be open. I, I know that it can be hard when you're going through it to, to be open about your fertility journey and that every time another person comes out and talks about what they're going through, it really does help another person. So we, we do appreciate it. And I mean, that leads to, of course, we appreciate all of you, even if you're not willing to tell your story right now, you're here listening and you are part of those journeys with them. And, and we love that and we appreciate that. So so thank you to all of you who are listening. Uh, of course, thank you to our team, to Tyler, to Melissa, to Amanda, who all are, are there and also are supporting all of you through whatever journey you are going through, what, whether it is overtly or, or not. Um, but we do appreciate them and we appreciate all of you and we will be glad to be back next week. So thank you. 